what's up till you find folks out in the hinterlands. It's your boys Rockin' Max, and we're here to drop just a hint of spookiness on your day with a quick yet informative five minutes of folklore. What's up, gang? Thanks for taking time to join us today. As we always say, it's very much appreciated. It is. So, what are we talking about today, Rockford? Gang, real quick before we head on, and you know we gotta ask, please like, follow, and review our pod. And just take that quick second, grant us that boon of the sacred and oh-so-important five-star review on whatever podcatcher you listen to us on. Yes, all that. And don't forget to send us your stories. We need them. We definitely want them. All right, Maxie, so today we're going to take a quick dive into the lore of La Mano Pachona, also called in some places La Mano Peluda. All right, so my Spanish is not excellent exactly. Your French is way better. Well... It's only good compared to my Spanish, but yeah, it is definitely better. (laughs) So, I know la mano means hand. Yep. And I have an idea what this is, but I'll go ahead and posit the question anyway. Que es la mano pachona, Rock? All right, look at that Spanish, Max. I like it. So, everybody, la mano pachona or la mano peluda is basically a disembodied, furry, clawed hand. Nice that will grab you from under your bed, in dark rooms, some even say from the toilet. Okay, that's gross. And in some Latin American countries, the claws are believed to be poisonous. And also, uh, you know, in some tales, La Mano Pachona will either choke you to death or pull you off of your bed and drag you down into the netherworld. Dude, didn't that happen to your cousin in Victoria? I'm recalling a rock's tales that sounded something like this. Good memory, man. And yeah, that was back in the day. Uh, My cousin was acting out, you know, like she wasn't listening to my aunt and uncle. And uh, went to their restroom in the middle of the night. And everybody, that restroom was an outhouse. Uh, They were country. And uh, something grabbed her ankle when she sat down. Hell no. Yeah, dude, freaky. I mean, beyond freaky. And according to my cousin, her younger brother... It was a hand-shaped mark on her ankle for several days after. And there you go. Wow. Terry was telling me this story just as a a side story. (laughs) Uh She said her her grandma used to... There was a closet that went between two rooms. Mm -hmm. The best kinds. And she would take uh, Terry's uh, great-uncle Herman's fake arm... And like hide in the closet and like try to scare them. Like, oh, the arm. <laughs> like, That's good times right there. <laughs> scaring the hell out of your uh, younger kin. Yeah. Pure fun. <laughs> All right. So, so what's the actual translation since my Spanish is not as excellent as it should be? All right. So the actual translation, it means, you know, like the furry hand, the hairy hand. Uh, some people call it the demon hand. Ooh. And that story is from Mexico, I'm assuming, yeah? Yeah, yeah, but not just Mexico, but the legend definitely seems to have a lot of traction there. So, what's the origin of this? It seems pretty strange. Yeah, so the you know the origin, there are several different variations, I guess, but one that seems to be quite big is uh, there was this rich, kind of ugly, stunted, horrible merchant who took advantage of the people in his small town. Some say he was a pawnbroker. Basically, he robbed them by giving them loans that they couldn't possibly pay back and then taking their homes and whatnot. And uh, he used to wear these gaudy, thick gold rings on his hands as he counted his money. And the people of the town basically all wished his hands would wither off, you know, and he would die. Ooh, powerful wishes. Sounds like they did. 
Yeah, just so. And after his death, it said that his hand, which now resembled this giant hairy spider, would skitter out of its crypt and look for victims after dark so it could kill them and rob them of whatever valuables they had on their persons, you know. That ain't right, y'all. Yeah, and it, just a quick aside, I know I'm not the only one thinking, that reminds us all of Cousin It from the Adams Family, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, for just sure, 100%. Running across the, <laughs> the floors, but that was a good disembodied hand. Good play piano. Yeah, that was, that was a friendly one. Exactly. So, hey, let's just get into a quick story, shall we? Vamos. My dear Joe used to tell us this story about La Mana Pachona when we were little. The story was about his brother John, who was a heavy drinker back when they were younger. One night, John came home from the cantina after having one too many. He argued with his wife, who was tired of this nightly thing. So she took the kids to her sister's that night and decided to spend the night there. So my drunk uncle cursed her out as she was leaving before making his way to their bed and passing out. He woke up with something crawling along his stomach. He said it felt like a giant spider, and he sobered up real quick. He tried to brush it off, but it latched onto his hand. And he said it was this hairy, sharp-clawed hand, this thing, and it pulled him off the bed onto the floor. So he's yelling for help, trying to wake his wife when he remembers that she was not there. She was at her sister's house because he came home drunk yet again. So he started to pray and you know, shout of the Lord's name. And after being dragged almost out of their front door by this disembodied, hairy hand, John said it finally let him go, but not before yanking his arm really hard and almost tossing him into some furniture. Needless to say, he never drank again. And he swore up and down it was La Mana Pachona that paid him a visit that night. Submitted by Christina, Austin, Texas. Sounds like La Mano Pachona doesn't like drunks. <laughs> Just like La Lechusa, I guess. Am I right? Yeah, man. Apparently our Mexican myths and monsters are not a fan of alcohol. Just so judgmental. I know, right? I mean... Or at least of overconsumption of alcohol. Yeah, yeah, too much, too much. True, true. So another origin I ran across was that La Mano Pachona is the severed hand of a demon that was out trying to collect souls, as one does, and somehow it dipped its hand <laughs> in holy water, not knowing what it was, and so the holy water withered the demon's hand away. And now this withered demonic hand still prowls the night looking for souls. Or drunks. <laughs> Either one, I guess. I mean, true. Drunk, drunks have souls, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're said to. But here's something interesting. What's up? Did you know they also have hairy hand lore in England? Oh, I did not. That is interesting. And it's a fact. The English have extra hairy hands. So <laughs> <laughs> do you have a story? I think I might. Of all the spirits, entities, and creatures that are said to inhabit the county of Devon, none are so openly hostile towards humans as the hairy hands. Picture this. You're driving down 
the narrow Moors Lane near Postbridge and Princetown. It's dark, cold, a typical Moors night. All of a sudden, the steering wheel or handlebars are grabbed by a gruesome pair of hairy, calloused hands that are inhumanly strong and do their utmost to fight you off the road. That's a story that's been repeated many times since it was first reported in June of 1921, when a worker at Dartmoor Prison was killed as his motorcycle became uncontrollable and crashed. The tale was related by his children who were riding in the sidecar. All they knew was their father shouted at them to get off the bike and apparently was wrestling with the controls. They were able to jump clear. He didn't. This was repeated again sometime later, another motorcyclist, this time with a passenger riding behind, seemingly driven off the road approaching the same spot. This time the passenger saw things more clearly and insisted he saw a large hairy hand grasp the handlebars and forcibly upset the bike. And it seems that it's not just motorists that are at risk from the devil's digits. Any campers in the area have need to fear too. In 1924, a young couple were camping in a caravan in the area and the woman was woken in the middle of the night by a heart racing fear. Her bunk faced the caravan window and up it she saw crawling a large hand covered in hair and she said exuding an intent to do her and her husband harm. Instinctively, the woman made the sign of the cross and said the hand balked and then ambled away on its digits. The tale has arisen again and again and the area has now become infamous for accidents. Many of the survivors giving the story of feeling or seeing large rough hands covered in hair, grabbing at them or trying to drive them off the road. Strangely for a legend, some of the most skeptical people remain the locals, many of whom believe it's just tourists driving too quickly down narrow and high-walled roads. Man, so Cousin It goes from Mexico across the pond. That dude knows how to travel, right? <laughs> hands are good at swimming, man. You ain't lying. So, man, it seems that the hands are a ghostly manifestation of the guy, you know, from the prisons. Supposedly, that's one origin of the legend. But others think they're just a kind of spirit of the Moors. Whatever the hell they are, just gang, slow down when you're driving through the Dartmoor area. Just <laughs> yeah. like, keep it down a little bit right there. It always fascinates me how completely different regions have similar spirits or monsters, though. Hey, man, there's just portals, and the monsters just travel, yeah. you know, change it up right there. That's what I'm saying. Yep, yep. With that last bit of myth, we are done. And if y'all want to hear more about the disembodied demon hand, let us know and we'll crack the books and do a right, proper episode. But also, don't forget to holler at us via the socials and let us know. The intro and outro music is Avenida Conches Pina by Esteban. Find and follow him at estebanmusic.com. The bard of our show, the great and powerful Teresa Joy, 
is continually casting Charm Person on all you fine folks. Yep, she is. Find and follow her at Vilebright on Facebook and Instagram. And speaking of the socials, please follow your boys on all of them. Facebook, Instagram, TikTokopotamus, Twitter. You know we'd love to hear from you. And we want your stories, gang. I'm going to say it one more time. Say it two more times. Please send them to us at nightmarespod <laughs> at gmail.com. Or on our own damn website at nightmarespodcast.net. Yep. Scroll down, see the wolves, and howl at your boys. That's a good one. And we hope that howl contains an awesome, scary story. And please share the show, gang. Max speaks true. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be good to each other and... Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.